I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. All right, we're live, Kate. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. And it's our first Just the Two of Us episode in a while. We've had a lot of beautiful interviews. If you've missed them, we had Nadine Artemis, who created the beautiful company called Living Libations, which is pure botanical personal care products. We had Tracy Stanley, who's an incredible yogini and real true scholar of yoga and consciousness. She was amazing. We had Elena Brower, who is an incredible yoga teacher, also network marketing entrepreneur. And that was an amazing conversation. And she's coming to Maine August 5th through with our friend who runs Leverage Events, if you want to learn about that. And then we also had Gina Gomez about having difficult conversations and critical thinking. So I think those are our last four episodes. And You'll want to check them out if you haven't listened. But this one's just about us. It's actually not about us. It's about social media. Yes. But it's just us. Just us. Just the not two of just us. us, but it's us. us. <laughs> Kate and Mike. Only Kate and Mike. <laughs> Only us. Exactly. Oh, man. Whew. Been hey, good. How you doing, honey? Uh, Doing good. Just got back from, well, kind of. Just got back from acupuncture and getting ready to record the podcast and then i have to put our punch list together for our builder because we've almost been in our house a year things that need to be fixed and in so the house. in maine you can submit things from a year and then they'll fix them that have gone on so it's like a warranty yeah like a year warranty for a builder so that's cool yeah i i mean there's a much longer story but that's not for that's this not podcast. today's episode but we'll do another we'll do a catch-up episode maybe right before we go back to work in september whatever that or means. whenever or before that when how are you doing i'm doing great i'm doing great uh, i just took penelope to her first swim lesson and i'm super proud of our girl she was so brave so, that's great that was really nice yeah she really loved the water so and i caught up also this morning with my oldest girlfriend who i have known since nursery school with wiley vreeland so that was real a real joy this morning thanks for listening wiley you said you like yeah. listening to the podcast yeah shout out to wiley vreeland my oldest girlfriend not she's not my oldest girlfriend we've i've known her the longest i have girlfriends who are older than wiley <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah because <laughs> that could be you know two different ways it's true uh we've been watching the serena williams documentary Ooh, on hbo yes. i believe and that's fantastic so for those of you that i actually we actually watch it through hulu so that's been a really because you can do an add-on for there was like the secret is guys you sign if you want to sign up for Hulu, you sign up and then they'll send you emails. Don't add it on right away. Wait a month, and they'll be like, "Here's a four ninety nine add on for HBO for six months." And so that's what I ended up doing, and then we'll cancel it in six months. So you can just little price saving hack if you want to watch the Serena Williams documentary. But it's about her giving birth to her daughter, and then what it's like to return to be a professional tennis player at the top of the game it's pretty crazy as a world-class athlete myself i could really relate to a lot of what she's <laughs> really what's your sport just kidding but as a career, what is, what as is a... your sport if you could be a world-class athlete in any sport what would it be rhythmic gymnastics oh with the scarves you want the yeah the scar the ribbons 
Rivets. I have no idea. But what I wanted to say is I really could relate to her a lot just with the juggling between motherhood and, and a career that you truly love and making choices every day about how you invest your time. So uh, for any mamas out there who are running a business or having a job while raising a family, I highly recommend Being Serena. It's a five-part docuseries. I'm also obsessed with the new Queer Eye. I cannot wait until it's fantastic. Season three comes out. Highly recommend it. I, I can't get enough. Now I'm following all of them on Instagram and just loving all the behind the scenes stuff. And I just want to hang out with them. So also, I just want to put this out there. If any listeners have a company, work with a company, know of a company or whatever, that might be a good fit for sponsorship for this podcast, we are looking to add sponsorship, perhaps if it's the right fit. So I'm just going to throw it out there and see if anybody listening has any connections to a company that might be a good fit. And you can email Mike at MikeJWatts.com. Yeah. About that. Because you never know. That's correct. Okay. So today, oh, was there something else you wanted to say? Yeah. Well, tell them what we're talking about and then we'll go through the reviews. Okay. So today we're talking about social media. I got a great question from a couple of girlfriends of mine the other day and also on Instagram stories because there's that new feature where you can have people ask you a question. And of course, I didn't realize that you have to answer the question within 24 hours or else it goes away just like your stories do. So I apologize if you asked me a question, I didn't answer it. It disappeared before I got to it. I am, I'm just gonna out myself. I'm really struggling right now. Not really struggling, but like I'm finding it quite difficult to stay on top of correspondence with the mothering of the two kiddos and taking care of myself and like working a little bit and being with Mike and friends and stuff. I'm just finding that texts are going unanswered. Emails are going unanswered. Social media DMs are going unanswered. So just putting that out there that that's happening. And so anyway, somebody had asked a question about like, were Instagram stories hard for you at first? You know, you seem so comfortable was, but was it really hard at first? (laughs) The answer is yes. And so we just thought we would talk a little bit about social media because these other two friends of mine asked what, you know, how do you keep it like easy? Like it seems like it comes easily to you. How do you do that? And so we thought we'd talk about how to not let social media take over your life, how to have it feel easy, how to not have it be depressing because I hear from a lot of people that it's like depressing or makes them anxious so we thought we'd address all those things just sort of like an all things social media episode today yeah I think that's great first we're going to read some raving reviews so we learned this new thing last week that we have only been reading reviews from the United States you have to like click out to go to the country to read reviews from there so Right now, we have quite a few unread reviews from the United States dating back to March because we haven't done this. So we're going to catch up and then we'll dive into other countries. So we apologize if you're in another country. We didn't even know that you left a review. Yeah, we got to up our uh, our financial planning tomorrow during our money meeting. We should up our bonus giving review because shipping to like Australia is going to be a little bit more than shipping to New Hampshire. So, but yeah, I hope everybody that's received a gift and every single person that I read a review that writes into me is delivered a little special present from us. In the mail. In the mail. Physical gift. Physical gift. And I really love the tagging that happens sometimes on Instagram from when you get it. And what's great is I forget who this was, but I went through somebody's Every time you write it to me, I go through your Instagram account and find if there's like something that we have laying around that you might be desiring about or whatever. And one woman actually rented your book from the library 
and this was like borrowed borrowed well you rent right no no borrow so you borrow (laughs) you borrow she borrowed the book from the library and then i mailed her a copy of your book and i was like you know it was like a week before and then i sent her a copy of your book and i thought that was cool because then now she has her own copy that's great yeah that's cool by the way sometimes people write to me and say they borrowed the book from the library and they apologize to me and i just want to say never apologize for taking a book out of the library no, you know, because don't people apologize. are like, oh, well, because you don't get a royalty or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. I just want you to get yeah. the information. Okay. Okay. So let read me read the review. I think, I don't know if we already read some of these, but I'm going to go through it anyway because I forgot to write down where we left off last time. But here we go. Did we do Natural Chef Jess? I think we did. Okay. It sounds familiar. And then like dinner with another married couple? No, I don't know about that one. Okay. All right, so we're going to start there. So if you happen to be Rhonda or Motorcycle Maggie, and I did not read a review, and I feel like we we read those two. But anyway, okay, like dinner with another married couple from Christina GB. Uh, I feel like I'm eavesdropping on a married friend's dinner convo, but in a good way. I love the husband and wife perspective and their honesty. They speak of business and raising a child slash now it's children because this was left before we had Ruby while juggling the every changing routine, likes, dislikes, sleepless nights, early wake ups and million other wonderful things that make parenting so different. P.S. Thank you, Mike, for all your questions you asked during interviews. I will be thinking of a question and then you ask it. XOXO from a longtime listener. This was a five-star rating, Kate. All right. Well, thank you, Christina GB. We have Natural Chef Jess, raving fan. I love this podcast so much as a wife and mom and a budding entrepreneur. I love all the little nuggets of business information as well as the candid conversations you guys have as a husband and wife raising kids and growing an empire. You are both so relatable. And I love how Maine is threaded throughout everything. I'm a New Englander too. You guys are charming and funny and genuine. And I just really appreciate that. I love Tuesday mornings when a new episode shows up. Sometimes I'm too early and hit refresh a hundred times waiting for it to be ready. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Additionally, I've learned so much from the guests you bring on. And I have started following so many of them as a result Mm -hmm. of listening to them on your show. And I'm grateful to be able to continue learning from each of them. Thank you for the valuable content and lighthearted humor and for sharing a little glimpse into your lives. Being a mom and entrepreneur can be tricky, especially being surrounded by people who are in the traditional nine to five. Listening to you guys helps me feel grounded, inspired, and a little less alone. Thanks team, double high five. Wow. That's awesome. That's a five-star review as well. Awesome. Thanks natural chef yeah. Jess. And I'm gonna send you a uh, like a fidget toy so then you don't have to keep hitting refresh on. Instead of that, you can just like move the fidget toy around. But they should but be there on Tuesday. Vote for consistency. Yeah, right, I like guys. It. So listening in, I just this is a learning moment. This is why you want to publish your content at the same time every week because people get to know when it comes out, and your diehard fans will be expecting it. So if you're all over the place, you won't be able to build that diehard fan base in the same way. So it took me several years to put out a blog at the same time every single week, but now we do, and now the podcast too, and you can see people like Natural Chef Jess are waiting for it to go live because she knows when it's gonna happen. I love that, that's awesome. Okay, we're gonna read, we'll read four. These are relatively short. Okay. And then four more. Yeah. Four more. Wow. Yeah. Because I want to read the two star one that I read to you earlier, 
because I have a thought on this. Okay. And then we'll we'll finish it off on a positive note. Okay. This is from Megan Watterson. Oh, oh Meg. Megan. She wrote, I love my episode so much on the Kate and Mike show. Just kidding. She did not write that because we're going to have her on the I Kate know. And I was Mike just going to say future. we haven't had her yet, but I want to. I know. Uh, I did an interview actually with Megan on Project Life with Mike Watts. For those of you who are also listeners there, one of these days I'll restart that podcast. But never love never sounded so good. I love listening to you two <laughs> laughing as much as I learn because it makes me hopeful that partnership can be this light and supportive and filled with all the perfectly human moments that force our hearts to expand. Thank you for offering all of us such a powerful model of what life can look like when we marry the soul to all we think and do. Wow. That's great. Meg is such a beautiful writer. Yeah. Megan. Check out good. check out her book. She has a bunch oh of them. Oh my God. She's got a new one coming out, the Mary Magdalene yes, book. Yes, but uh, what the frick? Oh my God. Reveal. It's yeah, called Reveal. Reveal. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And then also her other book is called How to Love Yourself and Sometimes Other People, which she co-wrote with Lodro Rinsler. That's so, great. Anyway. This is from Brooklyn... Five nine eight five, love this show. So if I'm reading one of your reviews, find me on Instagram, Mike J Watts. Send me a direct message with your mailing address, and it will drop something in your mail. It might take like a week or two weeks or maybe three weeks to get there, but it'll eventually go out. Brooklyn five nine eight five. I highly recommend the show for all entrepreneurs. I really trust Kate and Mike as entrepreneurs, and know that their advice is sound and grounded. They give me practical tips and I love their witty banter as well. Their tips are helping me stay motivated and inspired as I build my business. Awesome. That's great. And like I said, if you are out of a country, a different country from the United States, we will, we'll be we'll, we'll, we're going to catch up to those in the future episodes. Uh, this is a two star review, our very first two star review. And this is from at Matt one zero three four nine. And I'd be happy to send you something if you desire. The, this says, Mike, you lost me while mansplaining the patriarchy, your wife. So you're the patriarchy, I guess. I think that there's a missing word in there. Some, I think some so point. as well. So if you felt that I mansplained Kate, which I don't really, what does that even mean? Do you know? I think mansplaining is when a man comes in and just goes off about a topic with the assumption that because he's a man he knows everything about that particular topic even when oftentimes in this situation the woman is actually more of an expert on that particular topic but mansplaining is like coming in and explaining the patriarchy to your wife for example oh. which i don't recall this happening but if that were to have happened that would be it. And it is, it, it's very common. I experienced it a ton when I was at Brown in my classes with men, just my fellow male students, just assuming that because they were men that they would know more and just yammering on and on when in fact I may have known more about that topic than they did. So that's called mansplaining. Great. So thank you for the pointing this out. Kate, I apologize if that happened. Clearly you were not offended by it because... And had I been, I would have spoken up about it. <laughs> yeah, we would have already had a conversation about it. And then for this Adamat10349, what is actually more helpful than leaving a two-star review on our podcast episode is actually sending me a message explaining what I did incorrectly or what you were offended by. Because that is helpful for me so that I can learn from what is offending you and then I can improve on it. So, I mean, that I read this 
comment for a reason to say like, it's actually very helpful to give advice, right? And so I follow Brittany Packnett, Miss Packnetti on social media. And I remember she was saying something about like, she said disabled people, I think, but now there's another term people. There's differently abled, but then there's disabled. I'm not the expert on this Yeah, I'm one. not the expert, but she basically, somebody wrote to her and said, I just want to correct you that this is a more proper way to phrase this. And I can't remember the exact thing, but, and she wrote back, you're right. Thank you so much. And I felt that that was very helpful. So if you feel that I may have done something that upsets you, just send me a message. I have no problem, you know, with receiving feedback. So myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mike and I are super committed to being more inclusive and more equitable in our languaging and in our entire business. So if there is anything that you find is non-inclusive or non-equitable, please do let us know. And this is from Broadly Lee Awesome. Dodging Energy Vampires was a five-star review. Profound. Dr. Northup, thank you for writing this book. Yeah, mom. Yeah. All right. Let's, all right. So we're going to start off. Okay. Now so I know all of those people start. message Mike yeah. on Mike J. Watts on Instagram. And no, but we can write it into your phone and oh, yeah. send him your mailing address and he'll pop something in the mail to you. All so right, now go. social media. So one of the things that I see commonly is that I will see scrolling through my feed that people will say taking a social media break and sometimes they say it's because they've gotten overwhelmed or because they need self-care or because it's making them emotional or you know there's a lot of different reasons and I know Mike you recently after Ruby was born took a break from social media for what about six weeks it was six weeks six weeks so which meant I logged out of Instagram I logged out of Twitter 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 <laughs> And I logged out of Facebook. I did not log out of Facebook, but I didn't go. I had to go on it for a few things that we were doing. But yeah, but that's tricky um, for I, our business. I did not we actually. Have so many there. I didn't like I wasn't on it. Right. You weren't like posting or reading people's posts. Correct. And what was your purpose for taking a break? Well, I had a, we'll talk about this in our future episode in more detail, but I just I had a massive skin flare up and I felt overwhelmed with what was happening in my own body and I just was like I need to to like be with myself basically be with our family and really take care of myself and seeing what else is going on in the world is at this moment in time wasn't something I wanted to do so I just felt like okay it's good to stop great yeah and what was it like for you I really enjoyed it I didn't I like had my phone with me I would forget my phone at places I didn't have it with me and I, it was nice because I can see now like that it's been a while, right? It's been now that I've been back on it, it's like kind of falling into some old patterns that I would like to break, just like mindlessly looking at things, et cetera. And yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, it was nice. Like I, I didn't have any revolutionary experiences. I didn't like, wasn't mind blowing. It didn't change my life. You know, it's like, I right, the greatest time ever. I, I also wasn't in the mode to like write a book, right? So I wasn't in the mode to produce some sort of content. Like I, I think next time if I was going to, let's say, write a book, I might get rid of social media just to avoid distractions, right? So it was, uh, there were so much other things going on at that time that I just kind of filled that space up with something else. Awesome. So, so I have to say, 
when I got the question, so when I got the question from my girlfriends about how do you like basically not let social media get you down, it was a very interesting question to ponder to say like I have never had the experience where social media gets me down you mean like being depressed by yeah it. yeah okay so I have not personally except for a huge except for when there is a news cycle going on and every time I'm on social media I'm like getting addicted to reading the same piece of news because we can get this like let's talk about the crisis at the border with separating children from their families for example anybody listening can correct me if you feel like this is inaccurate but from my perspective it's really important to know what's going on in the world because we can't shut ourselves off right it's a privilege to be able to not pay attention to the news because i will just say for me and mike what was happening with the children at the border did not directly affect our lives, right? So could we have ignored it? Yeah, we could have. But that's a privilege. And it's also, I believe, it lacks responsibility to humanity. So we were able to, you know, post about it and inspire people, hopefully, to donate money. We were focusing on Together Rising, Glennon Doyle's organization, and to raise awareness and talk about other things. But here's the thing. There's a difference between knowing what's going on in the world and getting the facts and getting hooked into the addictive downward spiral of constantly checking and constantly like there's almost a negative pleasure that comes from swimming in the crap. Mm -hmm. And I think that with the news cycle and the way news is so sensationalized, we can really get stuck in that negative downward spiral and it leads to a feeling of hopelessness and helplessness which does not help the world at all right now we're taking a class called diversity as an asset with the attaway group with desiree attaway erica hines and jessica fish they're teaching this incredible class to our company and also to some select origin members who decided to take the class with us and one of the things that erica hines said yesterday which i thought was incredibly powerful is that she does not accept the hopelessness around the issues of systematic racism and systematic oppression in our culture. Like the systematic racism and systematic oppression are so big, right? They're across institutions. So the example she gave is the way that the educational system becomes sort of a farm for the prison system and the way that oppression goes across those two institutions and especially for black young men they are beaten down in the educational system and then they end up in the prison system so you know it's a far more complicated than that but that's an example of systematic oppression and we can look at that and think like that's so big there's nothing I can do about it and I just thought Erica was so powerful she was like I do not accept that we can all affect systematic oppression. We can all do something. And so I think that when we get stuck in the loop of constantly consuming negative news through our newsfeed on social media or through constantly checking headlines all day long or always having the radio going or always having the television going or you know even watching the nightly news right before bed, I don't think that's actually good for us, to be perfectly honest, because it contributes to the sense of shock and awe and hopelessness, and it doesn't promote action. So there's a difference between staying aware and on top of things by checking reputable sources. I'll just be totally transparent. I learn about the news 
on my social media newsfeed. And then I go and read a New York Times article or read an article in The Guardian or The Washington Post or another source that, you know, of course, there's no such thing as an unbiased source because they're all written by humans and we all have implicit bias. But at least I can go read a couple of articles from somewhat trusted sources with facts as opposed to the ramblings of the people that I follow on social media. They might be the most brilliant people in the world, But this is like back to the critical thinking that Gina Gomez shared with us on last week's episode. It's really important to consider the source. And so that's just from like a current event standpoint, how to not let social media get you down is to really like notice. And I really felt this around what was around the children being separated at the border. I was getting completely sucked into the downward spiral and I was feeling hopeless and helpless and I started to get paralyzed, to be honest, and it was taking over my whole life and I was not being present with our girls and I could tell that it was taking a toll on my physical health. I was incredibly stressed out. I couldn't sleep at night and so that's how I knew I was spending too much time reading things and like I was in the loop. I was stuck like in the cesspool, if you will. And so there's a difference between being informed enough so that you can take action and being overly informed. I think we can be overly informed to the point of paralysis. So that's just one thought I have on the social media not getting you down. Do you have anything on that one? No, thanks for sharing. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. No. That, that, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was transparent because it basically like we started this off thinking about how you said, I think the question that you started, say the question of how you started this off. Well, it was, I mean, I have so much more to say to answer this question because that was just one aspect because then the next aspect that I want to touch on is the comparing our lives to the lives of others, which is separate. So this was sort of the current events. Right. But you said, how do you not let social media completely take over your life and get you depressed or get you down? And it did. Oh, for sure. Right. So in that particular example. Yeah, I've kind of like, it's interesting because I mean, I guess I don't feel right. So there's a, and also I've been kind of watching the world for a little bit, I guess, paying attention to more current events longer than you. You don't feel? You just no, said, I know. you just said, I, know, I don't feel. <laughs> I'm, I, I am going to expand on that okay. in a second. But there's a lot of bad things happening around the world every single day. Right. And so where I started looking at this along, like I used to be really into this is now we're going to go down the rabbit hole here, but like reading about serial killers, like this is what I did in high school and I would read about what makes them tick, right? I would learn about like the dark world and what created, why did they do the things that they do? So like for me, it, so when I look at the current events or things like, let's just talk about current events on social media, it is a big thing for, because there's people I follow that they react, right? It's the it's the emotional reaction that takes place immediately. Like whenever we see something that's tragic, it's just like, oh my gosh. Or we see somebody that's at there. I listened to this Crossroad podcast and these guys talked about it today because last week, 13 athletes came out and failed drug tests going to the Crossroad games, 13. And so they were taking all sorts of substances or whatever it is. And people are evil, coming back at these people. There's this one woman, Emily Abbott, she's been in the game four or five times. 
And I went and read her post. She posted this thing to say, I'm trying to work it through the CrossFit. They didn't listen to me. They just announced it and they canceled me from the game. And like people are saying, you know, you're the worst person ever. And the emotional reaction that a human, like they felt that they were cheated. And it's just like, you don't know why that person failed the drug test. It could be in their protein powder and they don't even know it. It could be in their supplements they're taking. They don't know it, right? There's so many different reasons. And so even some of the folks that I follow on social media, when things happen, I really chill about it. Like you have to let go. Like one thing I saw was the Elon Musk about the whole like giving money to the Republican party through somebody. But then I saw another like Elon Musk said, I've never given money to a Republican party in a tweet. So who knows what's true now, right? Like what is the real story behind it? Because you, we never know. And then the beautiful part of the internet is we're all connected. And it's also that it's a lot of people's opinions, right? Because it's without anyone facts. can post anything. That is correct. So, and then facts are manipulated and twisted in a way. And I notice if I go down the rabbit hole, like what Kate just talked about, it's not good for anybody. And it's time to remove ourselves from what is actually taking place. And so going back to the feeling part, it's, <laughs> I do feel like when the children at the border, it's just like, think about that with Penelope and Ruby, like our kids could be taken away from us today stuck in a cage someplace shipped all over the country and the likelihood of us ever seeing them again who knows right like that could happen right now right and so it's like when you put it in realistic terms that bring it home it's very it hits your heart right and so i remember putting penelope down when this stuff was really hitting the news this is still going on it might not be in the news cycle right now this is still taking place at this second which is what the problem is with the news cycle that is correct it's just, it's crazy. So anyway, I think it is to, this is about self-awareness and really paying attention to who we are. I can't speak for you, but like for us, it's becoming very aware for what's triggering us, what gets us worked up, how do we get excited and what do we do about it, right? It's one thing to get really, really upset about it, but then just like do nothing about it and then not making ourselves feel bad. Well, I'll, we can talk more about this, about how to help, right? To close it out. But it's like to make sure to say, okay, I'm creating more awareness around what's going on at the border, but right now I'm not actually able to fly to Texas, right? And help the kids. So beating myself up about not being able to like fly to Texas is not helpful either for myself, right? So it's making sure of what is our, and then also how much time are we spending there, right? It's, it's also getting... It's in monitoring that and paying attention to what is our real social media time that yeah. we spend. So when it comes to, you know, tragedies, right, whether it be a hurricane, whether it be the children at the border, whether it is something going on in the political system, my rule for myself, this is new, is that I only post about something if I have an action step that people can take to to channel their heartbreak or channel their horror or channel their anger into. Because I don't see my job as stirring things up. That's just not who I am. There are other people who do a great job of that. Just they're posting the breaking news and that's wonderful. My job is to filter that through and then come up with something helpful that you can do about it. Because otherwise I feel like I am just left with this feeling of hopelessness and helplessness, which does not help anybody. So that's kind of like the aspect of social media having to do with the news and current events. 
But let's talk about social media from the perspective of looking at other people's lives, right? So Mm -hmm. obviously it's really important to know that people (laughs) post only what they want to on social media. And it is a very small slice of the story of their lives. And most people post the best moments, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Most people are not, you know, posting their ugliest photos or like their worst parenting moment or the time when they really sucked at work or (laughs) right. Like, and some people do, and that's also completely their choice. The thing about a social media account is we, it is our own little universe and we get to choose what we post and what we say. And so It doesn't mean that what people are posting and what people are saying is real. What I try to do is when I'm looking through my feed, if there are people that I find myself being triggered by from a comparison standpoint, I actually just unfollow them. And I'm using social media right now to educate myself. So I am following the new people that I'm adding to my list of people that I follow are primarily women of color who are talking in some way about, I don't know, like they could be businesswomen, they could be mothers, they could be activists, they could be whatever. But I was just finding that my world on social media was fairly whitewashed and I wanted to change that. And so that's, of course, I follow, you know, all kinds of different people, but those are the new new people I'm following. And then I'm unfollowing people that I find annoying. <laughs> so if I feel like they are posting overly perfected versions of life or just things that are kind of like self-absorbed or just things that I'm don't not I'm not relating to for whatever reason I'm unfollowing. So I don't get a whole lot of the feeling of like I'm looking through my feed and oh my gosh my life isn't good enough or I'm not good enough because I do curate my feed that way. I used to follow a lot of fitness people especially the summer Mike and I got married, we were, we were doing this crazy fitness program and I was following all these like fitness models and bodybuilder type people. And, you know, it was all like about body, body, body. And I unfollowed all of them because I got pregnant about five months after our wedding or something like that. And I noticed going through my feed, I just was feeling bad about myself because of course, when you get pregnant, your body changes, which is totally natural and healthy and, you know, a miracle really. And yet I was like, my news feed was completely not in alignment with the phase of life I was at. So I unfollowed all those accounts and started following a lot more accounts about pregnancy, (laughs) which made a lot of sense as well. Obviously, I'm an easy target for sponsored posts. (laughs) But but that was really helpful, and I still follow all those pregnancy ones. And Although I will say, and I shared this on my Instagram, that uh, most of my sponsored posts these days are geared towards women of color, which is how I knew that I had, you know, unwhitewashed my Instagram feed. Well, which was kind of, I don't know. Cool. It was what it was. So, yeah, I guess my advice would be the take-home there is, If you notice yourself going down the rabbit hole of comparison and feeling bad about yourself, I would unfollow the accounts that trigger you. And same thing, unsubscribe from email lists that trigger you. Like there were a couple people, especially when I was first starting out writing a newsletter, you know, writing weekly blogs that I was on their list and I would get their emails and I would get really triggered and start comparing myself. And it was just felt really unhealthy and like not my greatest self. And so I just would unsubscribe so that I wasn't paying attention to what they were doing and it made me feel a heck of a lot better. Nice. For me, yeah, I unfollow people and follow people all the time. 
like it's I don't have no value attachment to like if I unfollow somebody be like oh my gosh I am not loved by them right to that person that has no idea who I am right like so and it's it goes into like sometimes I look at how many people I'm following and last time it was like 463 and I was like wow why am I following 400 because you don't see everybody right you're only following 463 people yeah that's remarkable. It was like something. I'm like, following 2,461 people. Wow. I feel like you love I might want to take that me. down. You just love. And so it's not that you have to do anything with it, but I just <laughs> went through. Sometimes I'll click on who I'm following and I'll just go through and just start unfollowing people. Like I realized like it was in a moment where I was like, why am I following? Like this is a great example. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Who is that? He run, He's a NASCAR driver. Oh. Okay. And one day somehow he showed up in my Explorer feed and I went and I saw his followed by Rick Mulready, our buddy Rick Mulready. And so I texted him like, you're a fan of Dale. And he's like, yeah, buddy. And so I was like, I'll follow Dale to see what's going on. But really, I'm not. I used to follow NASCAR a lot. Like when I lived in North Carolina, I used to go to the races. It was fun. Now, not so much. I'm like, okay, well, Dale's been fun for a week. And then I kind of see what they post. And then I, I, I get rid of it. And I also look at like, are they only posting pictures of themselves? Like, is there nothing else besides their face? Like Kim Kardashian, right? It's a perfect example. It's like all her and her face, you know? And I'm just I followed like, her for a hot second. And then I was like, this is quite boring. Yeah. I mean, she wrote a book called Selfie, so it makes sense. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't care. There's nothing about the Kardashian West family that is exciting for me. So I just like left it, right? And there's no judgment. They can do whatever they want and, you know, and that's it. And so it's been... Well, actually, I have a lot of judgment about it, but we won't go into that. The I could tell you a whole thing. But they can do it. If you're they looking want. for a man, please don't take any advice from the Jenner Kardashian family. Thank you. That is, we'll just leave it there. And for anybody that follows, you'll understand. And then I just go through it and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to noticing where it's like, why am I getting triggered from looking at someone's post or what it's about? And I would say about four years ago, before we had Penelope, I used to get really worked up a lot more about the judgment or getting influenced by what other people were doing or think I had to do it that way. And now since we had Penelope, since we had a kid and like changing life priorities, that's changed a lot because a lot, especially one thing was, okay, this person doesn't have children, so they can't speak to the way I'm living my life now. And okay. Like it, it, they could be around a lot of kids, like, right. So like Oprah, for instance, doesn't have kids, but she's around tremendous kids. She's putting kids through college. She's doing the whole thing. How can you not follow Oprah? And how can you not follow Oprah? (laughs) Right. But, but there's other people, especially like men, right. That are like speaking in certain ways, especially like in the hacking world. Right. It's like, well, okay. If they don't have kids, like it's hard to take certain advice here and there from them. So I'm like, okay, it might not be the great person to follow anymore. And which is fine, you know, and I, there was a point in time that people come into your life and then we, they move themselves out. So, I mean, for me, that's been helpful is, yeah, I just go through, it's not like, I don't look at my follower list every week, but it is the, it is the, on Facebook. I don't do this at all, but now on, on Instagram, cause it's more controllable in Twitter is the same way. It's very controllable because I've always like less, because if I'm following somebody, I'd like to learn from them or just be a part of their life. Like, and if I have 7,000 people I follow, I'm not able to keep up with all of them because the algorithms don't even allow you to see everybody. I stuff. feel like I see about 20 people. 
Yeah, because you might like, like those their are photo. the ones I interact with, and of Correct. course they show up the most. But right. you know, I have friends who will curate their list of people they follow to like a hundred people, and they're really specific about it, which I also admire. But I don't really want to take the time to go through yeah. my feed like that. It's just like I'd rather clean out my closet than clean out my Instagram feed because my closet really needs it. But it is just like to check in with your body as you're going through your social media feed. And if anybody feels like a no, just unfollow them. There are also, if you're feeling like it's an addiction, which by the way, Mike will totally tell you, I can very much get addicted to Instagram. I would recommend there's an app that you can track how many like how long you're actually spending and you can set a timer to actually log you out. So you can set like, let's say you didn't want to spend more than 15 minutes a day or something. It will automatically tell you what that is. Now, of course I am. No, Apple's, I, I want I think, to tell you what it's called, but I don't remember. I think Apple's new software update is tracking this. Oh, really? Yeah. Joey and I were talking about this recently. And so I think Apple's new software update is actually, I don't know if it's rolled out yet or it's in beta, for your phone, it'll tell you how much time you're spending on devices and phones. Oh, well, the one that I was thinking of is I'm about to reveal the name to you as it pulls up on my phone. It is called. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's no, but we do spend more time on our phone than we actually think. Of course we do. I can't. I'm just. (laughs) It's okay. Oh, it's called in moment. Oh, in moment. In moment. So you can set a daily limit and it will block you. After I haven't done it, but you can. I'm just saying, like, I don't actually think I have a severe problem with this. So, yeah, I will tell you why I use social media, though. I think that's important. Number one, because there are, I have friends who just don't use it. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, we have a neighbor who doesn't, we like talk about Instagram. He has no idea he what has it is. No Facebook, no Instagram, no He's Twitter. Not he on just social, doesn't yeah. do social media. Which is totally fine. If you want to delete everything and get off the grid, your life is going to be probably better. I don't know that my life would be better without social media. I am just going to be fully like, well, I'm going to go across life. against the grain. I freaking love social media. I love to keep in touch with my friends. I love to see what they're doing. I love to learn from people that I won't ever meet in person. I love to see different ways of life. Like that's been one of the my main focuses over the last six months is to follow people who live differently than I do because we're in this little bubble here in Maine and we have two young children and we're not like leaving that often right now with this is a non not a big travel time in life and so it's my way of getting out of this tiny town not I live in this tiny town on purpose but like we're not leaving much so I'm trying to leave via social media and via my reading and like the shows we watch and the movies we watch like trying to get access to different ways of life instead of just watching all the same people who live like we do. So I love social media because I love to keep in touch with my friends. I love to learn and I love to expand my horizons. I also have a lot of Gemini in my astrological chart, which is really about like technology and communication. So it makes sense that social media lights me up. And it doesn't mean if it doesn't light you up that there's anything wrong with you. If you don't want to do social media, I think that's awesome. And I actually really like admire our neighbor who's just completely not on it at all. And I'm like, what would my life be like? But... I use it for our business. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say that's my primary for reason sure. of being on social media is to like see my friends' kids 
to learn about people who live differently than I do and to grow our business. So I'm pretty intentional about using social media to grow our business. I post, of course, about our podcast every week. I post about our blog every week. I have noticed that like we stopped, I stopped posting branded images for our blog and podcast because the traction wasn't the, we didn't get as much interaction. So instead I'll post like a random snapshot from the day with the blog information or with the podcast information because we get a lot more traction with those posts than like a branded image. Quotes still do really well. People love a good quote. (laughs) Um, So I definitely do those. And then I try to think about like when I post, like what's my intention here? Is what I'm about to share going to be useful for somebody? And anytime you're creating content, you want it to educate, inspire, or entertain, or all three. So, or two out of the three. So if it's not going to educate, inspire, or entertain, I'm not going to post it because otherwise I'm just being self-absorbed and just like talking about myself. So if I want to be self-absorbed and talk about myself, I'll just talk to Mike about myself (laughs) instead. (laughs) No, but really to look at like, what is my purpose here? And I'm pretty intentional. I try to post once a day on Instagram. I try to remember to post it on my Facebook as well, the same post, but I frequently forget to be perfectly honest. So I'm not as good about that. Instagram is definitely my social media home. I literally never go on Twitter. If you've ever tweeted me, like I just never go there. I could, and I'm sure there's a lot going on that I'm not paying attention to. But that's the thing, like you can't be active on everything. And I have chosen that Instagram is my platform. I am not paying much attention to the other platforms. Facebook I go on because it's where our community lives for origin. And we have a couple of other groups on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook for groups, but really I very rarely look through my Facebook newsfeed. And so, yeah, like my purpose is one post today. And is it educational, inspiring, or entertaining? And ideally, I am also, this is really important. Growing a social media following is lovely, but Instagram or Facebook or Twitter can change their algorithm anytime. They can shut down anytime. So like if you grow a social media following of 50,000 people and you feel like hot shit, that's awesome. But unless you are collecting those people's names and emails somewhere, that could go away tomorrow. So you do not have a business if you just have a social media following because that is not your own. So we focus a lot on growing our email list by using social media to push out our free content that will then invite people to subscribe to the podcast and to subscribe to our email list and to engage with our stuff off social media. That's why we don't run our business on social media. And when I see people who do, I get very nervous for them. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, we don't have control over that, right? And that's what Kate just said. So it's like social media is a tool, right? Just like postcards, if you send postcards, it's a tool. If you do direct mail, if you put flyers up, if you hang things on doors, it's like it's all a tool to grow your business. So if your desire is to grow a business, build a business, right? And so if you just want to use social media as like a news outlet, that's fine too you know, and using it for what is you desire and to be able to do that. It's inter. I watched uh, this doc series on, it's called the fourth estate. I believe, I think it's what it's, but it's on Showtime and it's about the New York times and how they put articles together and how they put news out. It's really fascinating. It's a fascinating thing to see like inside of a newsroom because 
I'm not in a newsroom, so I don't know what really goes on there. You just read the stuff that's on their website or their newspaper. And it was cool to see how much thought might go into some investigative reporting and what they do to get sources. And I know there's a lot of like Trump does a lot of bashing of the media and a lot of other people do that. But it also the reason like if you think about that piece right there, what I just said, it's also propelling him up. Right. It propels them because they bash and they come back, right? It's this back and forth relationship that takes place. So it gets people charged up and then and then he's benefiting from it, right? So it's the same thing can happen on your Facebook feeds or your Instagram feeds or your Twitter feeds. And it is to figure out like, why am I actually on this platform, right? Do I feel de-energized every time I'm on it? Then maybe being on it's not a good idea, right? It's so it's to figure out what is the reason just because everybody else is doing it is not the reason that you should be on it, right? It's not the reason that we don't run ads on every single ad. First off, it's like, I always look at like who I follow the the most when it comes, not so much to this day, but it's like I talked about Gary Vaynerchuk a lot on this podcast and right. And so I'm like, how does he, he's like in every platform and he puts out so much content on a daily basis, but I'm also, he has 15 people that's only working on the Gary V brand, right? So when you take that into consideration, and all their jobs is to do is to edit video, to create graphics, to put social things out. Like in that, it's his machine, right? It's a promotion machine. It's a PR machine. And it's amazing. Like it's amazing to watch. But like Kate is putting her own quotes out, right? She's putting, she's posting yeah. herself. We like, never, this is just people do ask this, like, do I post on our social media or to somebody else? So I always only post on Instagram. If you see something yeah. going up on Instagram, I posted it with the exception of the occasional image that will go on a story and an Instagram story. If I'm doing like a webinar or something, we might have somebody from our team post it in my stories. Cause I can't actually film things while I'm doing them. So yeah. that would be the only exception, but Instagram is always me. Facebook. We have more scheduled scheduled content so yep so you see it a lot you'll see it in with politicians will come out well i'm not actually in charge of this and somebody else posted it for me and you know and celebrities are the same way or business people are the same way they're doing something else and they're just doing it because everybody else is there and somebody said that you should be online it's like well that's great but if the like the person doesn't really want to be there why do it right so I mean, it's, it, it's uh, fine if you want to have somebody else run yeah. your social media I just also am a huge fan of being transparent about that though. Yes. So like if people, we do have people on our team who will respond to comments on Facebook, for mm -hmm. example, and will say like, oh, this is, you know, it, it'll be signed Haley from Team Kate. And so I really appreciate that yep. because I like the transparency. I don't ever want somebody to think they're interacting with me, but they're actually interacting with somebody from our team. Yeah. Yeah. So to just kind of wrap it up. I think a lot of it is it's the p place where we can get sad when it comes to social media or what's going on in the news. Like you can read the newspaper and also get sad. Oh yeah. Right. You can be in a conversation with friends and also be sad. And so it's for you or for us when we go through these things, one thing I wanted to just leave is where you can be helpful, right? Like one thing I thought was great is you said, if I'm going to post something, I'm going to say, where can people help if they choose or feel called? It's the same thing with, I find a book. I'm like, you know, that's how affiliate marketing, if I really like this book, then I might tell somebody about it. And because I recommended it, Amazon might give me two cents, right? For recommending the book. So it's not necessarily you're making money off any of this, but that's just one example of like, that's how affiliate marketing works. But you're 
promoting something that you like of the article or how somebody can help like the children at the border. So to look at from, if it's a place where you're like, well, there's so much going on and I'm upset with what's happening in the world. Like you have Syria, you have kids in India that don't have any food and the like class system. And then you got stuff going on in Venezuela. And then you say, well, we, we us as Americans caused a lot of these problems or like you go to middle East and you think what's happening in the border. You think what's happening five minutes down the road for us here in Portland or in Yarmouth, right down in Portland, Maine, like there's, what's happening there and then you think locally right there's Alicia told us one time it's like really to focus from a company standpoint for us is like do we want to help locally domestically or internationally and so where can we have the biggest bang for our buck right it's like there's not many charitable organizations that broaden themselves to they're helping here you know it's they have a focus right so it's the same as we're running our business there's a focus so if there's a focus for how you want to help it's like to get very streamlined with how you're able to go and help. And to, you got to stay on that line because you got to really kind of stay along that path. Because if all of a sudden we start to try to help in these seven, eight different things that happen all the time, we're going to divert the help that we can actually give if we're focused on one path. And so I think if there is things that come up inside of the social media world, that's helpful like the woman that left the comment or the man, I don't know who that was, but that left the comment to us on our podcast. Like it, it's not helpful to just say Mike's mansplaining. Like that's not helpful. Like it's, I can be reflective and look at myself and be like, okay, but there's what, when it, what is she talking about? When did it happen? It's helpful to say, this is how I felt based off of what you did or told Kate. Right. And then I have a perfect, perfect example. That can be something that's very helpful. So that's a path that I can improve on, right? So I mean, think I think with social media, it's the same thing. There's a lot of benefits, and I really love it. Like you said too, Kate. It's like because you get to see so many people, and you get to interact with so many people. Like we were just at the Michael Franti concert, and the girl that opened for Michael Franti, he was on Instagram one day, and he heard her voice singing, and she was in our apartment in New York, right, NYU or something. She was laying, she was on, laying on her dorm floor laying, as a 19-year-old at NYU and got a direct message from Michael Franti saying, I love your stuff. Do you want to go on tour with me this summer? Do you want to travel around the United States? because she was putting her voice out there on yes. social media. So, like... That's a beautiful place I mean, of the internet and social story. media. Right. And it's that's happening all the time. Shine your light. Yes. If you have something to share, like what a great opportunity to do so. However, without it becoming addicting, without it getting you down, and when you do notice you're in the loop of either the negative news cycle loop or just the comparison loop or anything, just give yourself a break like Mike did. Um, I will also say there's a really great book called Well, That Escalated Quickly by Francesca Ramsey. And she had a viral video called Shit White Girls Say to Black Girls. And she sort of became this viral sensation and ended up in a lot of (laughs) circumstances where she was being public about social justice issues. And it's a lot about her foibles on social media and how she handled things beautifully and how she didn't handle things beautifully. And her examples are brilliant and she's really funny. And I'm listening to the audiobook and I love it. So... If you find cool. yourself getting sucked down into going back and forth with the haters or the trolls on social media, I would really recommend reading Well That Escalated Quickly because Francesca has some brilliant advice for acting mindfully in the comments sections. Great. All right. 
Thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.